God. Another crazy dream about the podcast. Oh, God, we did two Nightmare on Elm Street films. I mean, I want to go back to sleep, but I don't know, but don't dream about doing the third movie as well. Oh, man, I'm just going to check that I've followed all the social medias for the podcast just to make sure that, you know, I'm doing that and that people have been doing ratings and reviews. So, uh, anyway, oh, well, I suppose I better go back to sleep and uh, hopefully the sound quality that might be a bit poor in this episode is uh, is okay. And uh, I guess I'll just remember it's, uh, remember to, welcome to prime time. Welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. It's September. What are we doing in September? Well, we're having a sleepover with our friends. And during these sleepovers, we've been watching the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. We've done one and we've done two. And now we're going into Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Are they warriors in their dreams? Let's find out later. But for now, obviously, we're going to introduce Matthew, who is um, the wonderful host, co-host, whatever you want to call him, uh, here. So hello, Matthew. Good evening. Good evening. I feel very flattered by that. Yeah? I, I don't really know what I said, so uh, that's good. Vaguely complimentary. That's nice. Vaguely complimentary. I'm, uh, I can be vaguely complimentary. And stop fiddling, Mark. Uh, I've got a desk full of rubbish and I'm always fiddling with it. And um, uh, coming back to the podcast uh, from the 13 Ghosts episode is Tanya, who will say hello to now, oh, or whenever she likes. Everyone's turned off the video, so I'm doing it. Um, I don't want to be any weirdo. Uh, did you say hello? I did. Oh, good. Okay. And how are we all tonight? I am frustrated with my technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. the um... It's been a struggle as this one. Yeah, Matthew's joining us from his iPhone. He even tells us it's from your iPhone, which is exciting times. Yeah, um, I, I, I do have my video off for this one, just because, you know, if I, if I did it with a front-facing camera, I'd spend the whole time looking like Jabba the Hutt, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm avoiding that and uh, for the best. And Tanya, you're well, apart from your I kids, am. kids destroying your living room? Um, obviously, because... <laughs> What else would keep me busy on a, what day is it? Thursday? Thursday, it is Thursday. It is Thursday. We went to the circus today, that was exciting. What, like a a big top and everything? What? The tent was impressive. Once you got inside, it was less impressive. But the acts were good. Um, So it was all right. It 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 was entertaining enough. Was there a trapeze? There was sort of a trapeze. 
Uh, I mean, there was a girl on a trapeze, uh, which was exciting. But I felt like what she was doing was a bit was a bit stripper pole, which is fine. You know, it still takes a lot of effort, but um, there was no sort of leaping from one thing to another. But not carny enough. No, well, but the thing is, I can't do that. So, you know, it's impressive nonetheless. Also, there was a man in a net. There was a man in a net, which was strange. Hmm. Was there a man catching the man in the net? No, he was just in a net. I mean, he was doing hilarious things in the net, but... Very scared of mosquitoes. Hmm, perhaps. Um, well, that's exciting. That's That's... Circus chat banter out of the way. So, um, because it's a sleepover, we're gonna play a little game of Would You Rather to get us going. So, Tanya, why don't you kick us off? Um, I didn't think very hard for this, oh, completely and utterly copied something random I found. But, <laughs> would you rather stick your head in a bucket? for two minutes or would you rather have a mystery card that could be anything good or bad what <laughs> what do you mean what that's a good what's in the bucket water just water oh right so it, there is something in the a bucket, bucket of water it's two minutes you're like I, two minutes with your head in a bucket of water so you have or, to hold your breath for two minutes. Yeah. Or, Can you take your head out of the water and stop the clock? No. <laughs> right. A whole two minutes. Stick your head in a bucket of water for two minutes, or chance it with a mystery card, and it could be good, bad. Well, I'm going to have to take the mystery box because I'm. It, it's like certain death. Otherwise, I can't hold my breath for two minutes. Is it certain death though? Uh, I think I'm with Matthew. Plus, I'm yeah. cu- I'm curious to find out what's on the cards. Uh, I didn't really think that far, but <laughs> I'm going to say your worst nightmare. You just said it could be something good. It could, but I'm not that nice, really. So I'm going to say it's something really, really bad. <laughs> Is it just like a normal nightmare? Just like like, do you just experience a nightmare? Or is like your actual nightmare? Coming no, up? is that actually something that you have to do? Mm. So, so essentially, you're you're killing us one way or another. Yeah. Exactly. But it could be something good. I could see. Get I personally would chance it with the two minutes in the water. Yeah, but I might get a cream cake. Or cream it's cake. me, and you might not. <laughs> yeah, but the cards may have a cream cake in them, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the cards based on the fact that I might get a cream cake. Yeah, I'm going to take the cream cake. <laughs> Can we change this? Would you rather? Would you rather have your head in a bucket for two minutes or have a cream cake? <laughs> cream cake with poison. There we go. Uh, you, why are you trying to kill us so much? Because it's a horror podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there aren't supposed to be any actual villains here. So far, we've got a 0% mortality rate, and I, you know, I kind of think we want to keep it that way. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Right, okay. Um, Tanya, oh, you chose the bucket, we chose cream cakes. Uh, we, we, we basically 
ignored what you said and we're having cream cakes now. Lovely cream cakes. Um, a chocolate eclair, maybe? I quite like an apple turnover, my old. I'd, I'd quite like a, a nice uh, cream slice. Yeah. Bit of pastry, a nice little uh, bit of icing on top. Delicious. Cream cake chat. I like it. Um, right, so um, who's going to go next? Um, ah, Matthew, why don't you go next? And I'll wait till the Okay, then. So this is going to be a, a triple uh, choice. So you've got a choice of three on this one. Ooh. So uh, your hands are going to be replaced. Okay. You have to choose which, which would you rather? Uh, so Freddy's glove. Uh-huh. Uh, a big knife. So either Michael Myers or uh, Jason Voorhees. I'll let you take your pick which one. You're just okay. always holding it. Can't let go. Or a chainsaw. Freddy's glove. Hmm. Both hands, or just just one hand, sorry. Just one hand. Just one hand. Hmm. See, I think the thing is with this is that Freddy's glove's got the most dexterity. Yeah, it's practically useful, isn't it? It's going to be. Probably the most danger, though, is there's at least four points of of peril Mm. there. It would make the pictures I've been doing recently easier. It would. I would say a knife is the handiest tool day to day, but also the chainsaw is by far the coolest. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go for Freddy's glove based on. Um, I think it's probably the more useful tool. Um. What hand can it be on my left? <laughs> I, I will allow it to be the left. Can I have my Freddy's glove on my right? Oh, you're not cack handed, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, no. No. Right. Just no. Stronger I'm just going to answer so that as a straight you're no. You're swiping at people. <laughs> There are reasons, <laughs> but I'm not going to go into it. Right, lovely. Uh, so, what are you going for, Matthew? You having a? I think I'm just going to go for for your bog standard kitchen knife uh, because I have an office job. So, if I'm I'm typing using those gloves, uh, the the keyboard budget will skyrocket. Yeah, uh, very true. Hmm. So, I think I'm I'm just going to go for the knife, and I think that will be the uh, the easiest to live with day to day. Yeah, she'd be ready ava- readily available for, to chop salad as well. That'd be good. I think it would, well, Freddie's glove would do that as well, even faster. You could just... It slices, yeah, see, it dices. I was thinking that. But I also think that zipping up my trousers would be easier with just the kitchen knife. and That, is, that took a lot of consideration into this. Mm. Um, there's also the old bum wiping issue, isn't there? Oh, that's that's fine. She's the other hand for that. Hmm. Oh well, it's not not actually happening to me, so I'm going to stick to Freddy Krueger. <laughs> oh, lovely! That's exciting. That was. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I've coughed. Excuse me. I may, Going some real uh, some real quandaries this episode. I may be dying. Uh, yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Because you've been sticking your head in a bucket for two minutes. No. I- 
No, it's the poison cream cake. No, there was no poison in the cream cakes. We took that out. No, there was poison in the cream cakes. Poison in your cream cakes. Mine and Mark's are fine. Cream snakes, yeah. Um, lovely. Uh, right. So my one is: Would you rather, right, spend forty-eight hours in a coffin? Right, you're being fed oxygen. You won't die in there. You won't get any food, um, and there's no entertainment. Or fourteen days in a room with nothing to do, but you do get fed, um, and there is a bed in there, but you've got nothing to do. Hmm. <laughs> no, I think I'm taking the coffin. Fourteen days with nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep. You say there's nothing to do. I'm just going to go to sleep for 14 oh, I days. I think you get bored. Yeah, you sleep in a coffin. Sleep in a coffin. Yeah, but no. I like. I need to be able to move around. Yeah. It's a tricky one, that. I saw... Um, I saw... A, I, 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 I thought of this one because I saw a... Um, I saw a TikTok or a YouTube video or something like that. There's a clip from, I don't know if it was a movie or a short film where some people were trapped in a room for, I think it was actually a month with nothing to do. And I thought, I wonder, I thought that must be awful. Um, Reason that solitary confinement's a punishment. Yeah, yeah. So I think think I'll go for the coffin too. I don't have any issues. I'm not a claustrophobia guy. You would... It, it would mess with your head big time. Yeah, but the, the coffee might give you those, what is it, those sensory deprivation things. You might get one of those excellent oh. visions. No, it would, that's possible, actually. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like Homer Simpson, who starts singing yeah. the witch dog. Did he become a cat in that? Uh, no, that Lisa. Lisa became a cat and then her mind rebelled against her. Yeah, I remember that episode. I remember that episode of that thing that's on that... Sometimes. Right. Lovely. So there you go. Oh, we've all relaxed into this now. We've all we've played our game. We've chatted and giggled about boys, which was narrowly fun. avoided death. Narrowly avoided death. Well, Tanya didn't. We did. Um, you said I can't hold my breath for two minutes. We're going to give you the cream cake afterwards as a reward. But it's, I but don't it's want poisoned. my cream cake. So, no, it's like poisoned. It. <laughs> Oh, we'll give you poison something then. Oh, thanks. I thought you said you weren't going to kill people. After yeah, but I feel like you brought that lot along, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's self-preservation at this point, I think. Just... We're pretty much plotting your death. Well... Um... <laughs> well, you, might, you better make it a good one. <laughs> oh, we will. Oh, we absolutely will. Right, so... Um, a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. So, um... The, go a little bit of history with this and I actually think that we're not going to need to go too deep on this because first view for you Matthew it's first view for me yep first view for you and I think I don't want to take words out of your mouth here telling you but I think this might have been the first one that you saw oh do you think um <laughs> it's all right uh yeah it is I mean do you have anything else you want First horror, First horror movie. movie that you saw. Um, do you have anything that you want to say about yeah. it before I say something about it? <laughs> uh, I rewatched it again this week, ready yeah. for today, and 
I am not as scared as I was the first time I watched it. <laughs> no. No, well, that's all right. Um... I still think it's a really good film, but definitely not as scary from when I was eight or nine. No, well, nothing's as scary as when you were eight or nine, especially not these movies. Um, yeah, I must, have, I must admit, watching it back, um, I think that this is the first Nightmare on Elm Street that I saw. Um, and I think I avoided Freddy for so long. Um, but I think someone told me that this one was a bit funny, um, which of course it wasn't at the time. But it's probably easier going than, I'd say, A Nightmare on Elm Street, which is just, well, I don't know. We'll have to get into it, won't we? Right, so I'm doing the plot rundown this time, so I'm really taking control of the podcast this week. Um, so, are you ready? Should we go into it? Born ready. Born ready. Well, oh, wait, I wasn't. I was ready once I watched the film. Bone ready. That'd be good, wouldn't it, if you could implant movies into your chi- child when they were born. Yeah, Star Wars, all for you. Yeah, I think you'd mess, you'd mess with kids that way, wouldn't you? That'd, that'd break them. Maybe. Imagine a kid just fresh out the womb and then like you force them to watch Taxi Driver. It'd go insane. Mm-mm. I wonder if later on in life, though, we could somewhat implant it so I don't have to actually... Well, like... so you, you can watch the movie without having to, uh, to take the time out of your day. Uh, yeah. It's not really what movies are about, is it? <laughs> right, well, so... I know you'd be able to experience so many more. Yeah, true. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, anyway. Dream Warriors from 1987. What a delight. Um, directed by Chuck Russell, who I look back at, and he is, um, was the director of The Mask with Jim Curry, and also The Scorpion King with Dwayne Rock Johnson and some other folk. Um, and this, Eclectic, I would yeah. say. Hmm. And this movie was written by Wes Craven, Bruce Wagner, or Wagner, maybe you like, Frank Darabont and Chuck Russell. Frank Darabont, of course, was the director of Shawshank Redemption, and I think maybe The Green Mile as well. I'm The Fog, I think. Oh, Could maybe, be wrong on yeah. that one. Or The Mist, maybe. Um, I can never remember which one's which out of those. <laughs> I think The Fog probably, might have been John Carpenter. Probably, yeah. yeah, I think that was The Mist. I think The Fog's John Carpenter. Mm. I think you're right. Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? Mist, fog, very similar. So, here's the cast for this. Of course, Robert Englund returning as Freddy. Heather Langenkamp returning as Nancy Thompson. Uh, Patricia Arquette in her first movie as Kirsten Parker. Uh, Ken Sagos as Kincaid. Rodney Eastman as Joey, Jennifer Rubin as Taryn, Bradley Gregg as Philip, and um, Ira Hyden as Will Stanton. I'm not really sure who Will Stanton is. Is he the doctor? Um, and John Saxon as Donald Thompson. But also, this uh, film has got Lawrence Fishburne in it, but credited as Larry Fishburne. Um, yeah, I did see that when I saw in the trailer. I saw Larry Fish uh, trailer in the, uh, the opening crawl and saw Larry Fishburne. Could, could it possibly be uh, Morpheus, could it? But it is Morpheus. It is. 
It is Morpheus. Unless he's got a brother called Larry. Who looks exactly like him and sounds and acts just like him too. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, film budgeted at 4.6 million and box office at 44.8 million. Often I'd say cited as most people's favourite favorite thing. What's the word? Sequel. Um, favourite sequel, yeah. And so let's just get into the plot. Um, I would like... Uh, I want to uh, I want to let myself off the hook a bit here because I've had a a slightly bad mental health week, so I don't know what my plot rundown is going to be like uh, in terms of what I've written, but we'll get there hopefully, and we'll try and make it fun along the way. So if I forget anything, please tell me. Anyway, so um, it starts off with um, these words, sleep, those little slices of death, how I loathe them. Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, I quite liked that. Quite a nice little quote, that, isn't it? It is a nice little quote. So, uh, the movie opens with, uh, we see a close-up of someone making something. What are they making? Oh, look, it's papier-mâché. That's exciting. Sorry, um, can I just interrupt as well? Sorry, yeah, just oh. before the... Uh... Uh, that the film starts proper, we get the title card. And it seems that there is a proper tradition of just having really crap fonts for the <laughs> subtitles on these. Like, they, they really have just got them from Word Art, haven't they? Yeah, I must admit, whenever I've been doing the, um, like, poster bits, you know, to try and copy it, it's like, it's like this is the worst text ever. Um, but it's fine by me. <laughs> Well, it's, it is, it's, you know, irrelevant in the bigger picture, but it, it, it is, it's so jarring that it's just some green by-the-book text. <laughs> For this film, you expected something really different again. Yeah. But it's a fun tradition. They can keep strange. it up. Yeah. Where was I? Anyway, a girl, she's making papier-mâché. Papier-mâché. What is she making? What is she making? Oh, we don't know yet, but she's so tired. It's an art attack. Yeah, it is. Da, 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 da. Sorry. Um, so she puts some music on because she's so tired. She has a spoonful of coffee and a Coke, a Diet Coke. Um, and she listens to a song, Into the Fire, or something like that. I can't remember how it goes. Into the fire. Her mum comes in and she says, oh, actually, what have I said? Did I say that she was making, um, oh, no, we got that. We'll get there. Her mum comes in. She goes, what the fuck are you doing up? And she's going, oh, I've got bad dreams in it. And um, and I say, um, is this Tina's mum from the first film? Because she might as well be. Yeah. Um, clearly more interested in fucking some dude. Uh, Cut and paste from the first one into this. It is, yeah. Anyway, so, um, but she says, look, get your ass to bed. She goes to bed. Oh, well, I got to sleep. And anyway, it turns out she's made the papier, papier mache Elm Street house. Ooh. She goes to sleep. Oh, but she's awake again. Oh, no, but her bed's gone outside. And then there's loads of kids behind her singing the Freddy song. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. But not in a weird Russian accent. 
she sees a girl in a yellow dress and who says what's your name and Kirsten says her name is Kirsten what is her name um and then the kid's like I gotta go man because Freddy's about or something um and then Kirsten goes no don't go in the house but then she follows her anyway and then she does a bit of a scary search around a scary house um and the little kid goes this is where he takes us. Um, and then a fire starts in a in a grill. Is it? A, no, it's like a boilery thing in it. Furnace. Furnace. Thank you. Thank you for furnishing me with your comment. Ah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, so anyway, she carries the kid. Oh, no, the kid goes, Freddy's home. And anyway, she carries the kid. Da, da, da. She runs away. Um, but then she f- runs into some goop. And but Freddie swipes at her, but he misses. Um, and then she ends up in another room with lots of hanging bodies. So, I mean, this this bit here, mm. I think sort of before we got started on all this, that's kind of the, the pop culture Freddie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sort of the, the dank corridors, uh, you know, the girl's voice in the dream and stuff. It's kind of weird that it took to the third one to sort of capture the imagination in that way yeah it, it did um yeah because it's, it's like alistair was saying i think well what you've just said really is that this is what people expect of freddy but you don't get it until now um but it is fun it is fun it, it I, takes I, a while i think to actually see him in the dream world manipulating that dream world and seeing what the imagination can come up with um let's see what was that hanging bodies and the kid says put me down you're hurting me but then when she looks at the kid it's a skeleton oh no interesting side note to this um originally that was like a puppet prop that they made but it was too freaky uh so they ended up just using a a, like a sort of stock skeleton um I saw, I was watching another documentary and the puppet that they did have or whatever was quite freaky. So yeah. was it more childlike? And yeah, like more, stuff? yeah, more like um, uh, very, very gaunt. Like, well, basically like a dead body of a child, but not skele- not a skeleton. Like, a, uh, I know they actually said skeleton that time. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty freaky stuff. Any thoughts on that, Tanya? I liked it. <laughs> glad you care. I'm glad you care. Um, <laughs> it was hmm. simple. I like it. It's a good film. You're just reliving it vicariously through me. Uh, exactly. Anyway, exactly. Kirsten screams. Ah! She's awake. Oh. So she goes to the bathroom. Jeez Louise. But it turns out she's not awake and the taps come to light. Good effect. I like this because the taps turn into Freddy's hands. And they they give her a little slice, but then she's back in the woken up world, and she's got a razor blade, and it looks like she's tried to take her own life. Uh, so she ends up in hospital, 
And at the hospital, we say, hey, look, it's Morpheus that we already talked about. Um, he's there. And the doctors, uh, what are they doing? What are they doing? The doctors are talking about something. Um, I don't know what. Um, sorry about that. Kirsten's there. She's pissed. She does not want. She does not want fucking put it down. You stick me with stuff. I don't want to go to sleep. Um, and then, oh, look, Nancy shows up. Remember Nancy from the first film? Well, here she is. Um, and the doctor says to Nancy, oh, none of them are sleeping. One of them chopped their eyelids off um, because they didn't want to sleep. Gross. Um, that is awful. Uh, anyway, we next to see the doctor who's looking around and he sees a nun. And then when he looks again, he sees no nun. There was none to be seen. <laughs> that took me way too long to twig on that one. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, okay, so we meet some of the we meet some of the the kids there. There we meet Philip. Philip's a sleepwalker, and he's got puppets. Hey, look, I make puppets, and I sleepwalk. Oh, interesting. We meet Kincaid. Oh, sassy boy. Um, he's a bit sassy, isn't he? A bit in your face, a bit... What is it? I don't know. He gives it some. Yeah, he gives it a bit, doesn't he? What are you fucking prick? Whatever. Um, he's a cockney as well. Yeah, he is a cockney. And we all know that. This this whole movie's set in uh, England. <sighs> Everybody knows that... Um, the original script was actually supposed to be for EastEnders, but the... Uh... Yeah, yeah. They just rehashed it, put Freddie in a few places. Yeah, Freddie was... Instead of, you know, it's get out of my dream, it's get out of my pub. You know, it's, it's easy to spot when you know it's there. Yeah, it is very easy to spot, yeah. yeah. I, I think originally, though, they had um, Freddie as a scouser, probably. <sighs> anyway, I don't know what's going on here. We've lost it. Um, Joey. Oh, we meet Joey. He's a very quiet boy. Uh, we sort of come quiet boy in terms of he never speaks. Uh, Kirsten, when Kirsten's mum, turns out she's a real prick. Uh, she said, I she's always doing stuff to like, you know, sort of like, sort of, you know, whatever. That's what she says. Nancy, I see that house. I don't know, I've written there. I think Nancy goes to Kirsten's house. I think that's right. She goes to pick some shit up. And while Nancy's there, she sees the house that what she's made, and she's like, "Oh, you know what they mean." Um, so, uh, hypnosil. We talk about hypnosil, which Nancy is taking, which means it stops her having any dreams. Whoa! Now we see Kirsten have more sleepy times. Yeah. Oh yes, of course, Nancy is in the in in her house. I know this now. Um, but at this point, with Nancy. Being on the what is it hypnoxacil or something? I, I can't remember the name. Uh, on this medication, is that the the right around for them saying that she went insane in the last film? I guess so. She's on. She probably did go slightly mad. Um, but by by this, it suggests that she's um, pretty well rounded. It just happens so she takes something that means she never dreams. Um, 
so in Kirsten's dream, we see a cre- a, cri- a crikey door, a creaky, crikey, it's a door, um, creaky door, and a tricycle comes in, and I say, oh, is this saw? Is that going to have Billy on it? But it didn't, it has no one on it. And then a tricycle melts, melts, strike. And then, oh, she's in the Elm Street house. And then we say, oh, there's a roasty pig on the table, or a nice, but it's alive. Um... Another interesting fact about that is that's an actual rotten roast pig. Um, that, Gross. <laughs> that, that a puppeteer had to sit underneath and operate, and apparently it was disgusting. Um, it's all glamour in Hollywood, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's glamour if you want the old effects. Um, let's see. Oh. Oh. Hmm, roasty pig is alive. And then Kirsten goes, oh, well, I best go look around since I'm here. Um, she... I've written smashy room. Does anyone know what that means? Oh, yeah, the, the, she goes into a room and it starts smashing up. Um, and then a Freddy snake comes out. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the bit where you could see that they'd got more money for it, couldn't it, wasn't it? Mm. This, this look really did look good, this scene. And he starts to eat her. Um, another interesting thing about the special effects there, apparently, originally the snake was Freddy coloured. Um, like, obviously, his sort of burnt flesh, Freddy coloured. But it looked far too much like a penis. <laughs> when, when you first said it was Freddy coloured, I thought, oh, it'll be like, you know, red and like green, like the jumper. And then... No, like. I thought that too. I thought red and, no, red and like green Freddy's jumper. skin colour. Um, so they just made a massive love length. Yeah. And so obviously they were looking at going, it's a fucking giant dick. He's made a giant dick. It's like being Phoenix Knights, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Tammy Snake. Yeah. Come on, Brian. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so the snake starts eating her, but Kirsten goes, Nancy! And then Nancy falls into Kirsten's dream. Who? Who? She doesn't fall into a dream. Um, Kirsten has a special power, Nancy calls it, or a special ability, um, and she's able to she uh, she's able to bring people into mm, a dream. She does she can do that? And then Nancy stabs the snake buddy in the in his snake face. Um, snake face. Yeah, so um, she's like, come on, get us out. And then she goes, ooh, you can pull people into your dreams. And Kirsten goes, yeah, I can, sort of thing. When I was a little girl, like four or five, if I had a nightmare, I'd always bring my dad in. Dreams would always get better. He used to tell me about it the next day. He used to think they were his dreams. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Freddy, Freddy is real. She goes, look, Freddy's real. Everything's real. You are not insane. Um, let's see. We meet some other of of the of the people in group therapy. We meet Will, who's wheelchair bound. Um, apparently, he tried to kill himself. Oh no. Um, we meet Jennifer, who's a aspiring TV star. Um, who's also been burning herself with cigarettes to stay awake. Um, and Taryn, who used to be into drugs, and she's also having bad dreams. Oh, interesting. Um, after that, we see them playing a bit of D&D. And let's see, Will and... 
Will and someone sleep. The Will and Joey are in the same room and they sleep in shifts. So obviously, if one of them's going, ah, then uh, <laughs> then the other one wakes them up. Uh, let's see. We, the doctor and Nancy are having dinner. Oh, and Nancy says, My mum died in her sleep, which sort of, and then she's estranged from her dad. And then she says to the doctor, let's give the kids hypnosil. And he goes, nah. Um, at this point, I think actually it's it's, a, it's an odd thing in the film because I think the doctors, or at least one of the doctors who I forgot to write the name down is sort of being sold as a bad person. But I think ultimately she's really doing her best. But like, why would she actually believe this? So, uh, hmm. Because you sort of get that from the this doctor whose name I didn't write down, even though he's one of the main characters. We're just calling him Doc. Um, again, he's like, well, I think it's unlikely that this would happen. But anyway, so anyway, they so all sort of seemed quite closed off to the evidence, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I think the fact that everyone's dreaming about the same person it is a bit um... it certainly warrants more investigation than just going. No, it's not. No. That they call it like a group um, psychosis or something. Yeah, because it does happen. Anyway, where, where are we up to? Philip's asleep. Um, and a, one of his puppets on the wall becomes Freddy and it slices its strings. And then it grows into big Freddy. And then he gives Philip some slices and pulls out some tendons, I guess. And he uses them as puppet strings. Um, and he walks Philip up high. Um, and the other kids go, get help! Um, and they have, he has, um, you can't see me, but I'm doing the actions of a puppet here. Um, he has Philip up high, like up on a bell tower or whatever. And he's up there going, Aah! And then Freddy in the sky, Freddy in the sky with strings, um, not diamonds. He slices the strings that he's got and then Phil goes ah! and falls off. And that is a very good death scene. One of the more popular ones, isn't it? That? It is, yes. It's brilliant. It's my favourite. Hmm. It's one that I wasn't aware of before watching it, so I kind of knew what happened. I kind of seen sort of the odd the odd gif from it and that, uh, but never uh, all all the way you know all the way through properly for it. And it was it was pretty good. Mm. The only, I'd say the only issue is tendons aren't that long in your body. I don't think. If there are any doctors here, feel free to correct me. Um. Any doctors here? No. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be carrying on being picky then. <laughs> Try and take me down, British Medical Association. I suppose the argument is that it's in the dream world, so whatever. Okay. Um. Anyway, so uh, they cut to another group session and the other kids go, he was moided, and the doctors go, no, he wasn't. Um. Anyway, but they're all, they're all so scared of being sedated. Look, we're going to start sedating you. And they go, no. And then the doctor, who previously said no to hypnosil, says, let's give them some hypnosil. Ooh. 
Um, Kincaid kicks off about the old whatever, the old thing. You know, fucking... God, I wrote the word down two seconds ago. Sedating me. And then they put him in a quiet room, which, let's be fair, is a prison version of the hole. It's got no bed in it. Nothing in it, basically. Um, it is he going to have to be there for 14 days or choose a coffin? It doesn't seem quite right for a hospital. <laughs> anyway. Um, then we see Jennifer watching TV. But uh, before that, there's a bit of a pervy orderly with Taryn. Oh, I know where the drugs are. And she goes, no, nah, I'm not interested. Um, but again, not in that accent. Um, we go back to Jennifer, who's nodding off. But then she gives herself some smoky burns um, to try and wake up. But she's watching on TV. She's watching Josh Gabor in a, uh, an interview segment. But on the interview segment, she's killed by Freddy. And then we hear, one, two, Fred is coming for you uh, from the TV. Um, and then arms burst out from a TV. And then Freddy's head comes out the top. And he says, welcome to prime time, bitch. Insert, insert um, clip there, I think. Um <laughs> Insert head into TV screen. And then insert head into TV screen. Um so she's dead. This what I think was my favourite of the uh, the kills. Yeah, it's a really good one. Excellent, excellent um effect. Yeah, not not quite as. Oh, so the next scene is uh, the funeral. Um, at, the, at the funeral, the doc looks on, and we see the nun again, and they have a bit of a chat about faith. And the doctor says, "Well, my only faith is in science." And Sister Mary Helena, who is that is, says, "This unquiet spirit needs laid to rest." Um, I'm going to call this bit as another nightmare on Elm Street tradition now as well, in that funerals get arranged extremely quickly. <laughs> and everyone gets to go and, and yeah and all the principal characters get to go and get to sit in seats where they would never normally be invited to sit yes that is that's a bit of a trope isn't it um, oh actually no was it in the last one uh, no you... I don't think there were any in the second one but there was yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just the first one where like, yeah. the, the arresting officer for the guy who uh who died in the prison cell, gets a front row seat to his funeral. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. I said, oh, Nancy, uh, I was talking to this nun. Oh, but there is no nun. Um, you notice that Nancy's also dressed exactly like the man with no name. No, I didn't know. Uh, look, look at it back. She's, she's got the, the, the poncho thing and the hat and everything. She's just like Clint Eastwood. At a funeral? At the funeral, yeah. Sorry. Um, let's see. Um, but the doc's saying, it's make, this makes no sense. How did she die in a locked room on her own? And and Nancy's like, hey, look, this is the truth, boss. I'm going to tell you about it. So they end up doing a 
group session where Nancy's going, look, I know who's coming for you. And they go, no, you don't know shit. And then he, she explains who's coming for them. And they go, oh, yeah, you do know it is. And it's like, it's Freddie, isn't it? And you're the Elm Street kids. Um, but don't worry, because Kirsten's got this power thing, what she can do. Um, so she can, like, I don't know what use is. Um, but anyway, they put everyone in group hypnosis, but it doesn't seem to work. Joey follows a nurse. And the nurse says to Joey, oh, I like you, Joey. Um, but then we cut back to the people in the group session room and the doc's playing with a stress toy, but the stress toy goes, oh, floaty, floaty orbs. I love your floaty orbs. Um, in I think that, that's what the uh, the kid said with the nurse, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll do later. In, uh, and then the one guy in the wheelchair says, in my dreams, I, I, I am a wizard and I can walk and such. Um, and then Kirsten's an acrobat for some reason and Kincaid is strong he bends a chair but I thought I could probably bend um, I looked at the chair and thought to myself I could probably bend that myself um, but who am I and then Terran says in my dreams I'm beautiful and bad yeah. Um, and then Joey and the nurse um, are, are together again. And he says to her, I like your floaty orbs. Because uh, she gets naked. <laughs> and we all giggle like children. Um, and then they have a little kissy, but their tongue is attached to each other. Tonguey. Um, and the, the, tongues, the tongues fly out and they lash Joey to the bed. Um, and Freddie is, is that he goes, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, oh, I'm here. <laughs> Hello. Have you been waiting for me? Um, and then he says, I see your little tongue tied. <sighs> Idiot. Um, and let's see, Joey is suspended over a fiery grave. Um, what I do know about this scene is obviously the way that they the way that they filmed it is he was stood up like that, so obviously tied like that, and uh, eventually really hurt because you know that's why crucifixions work because the sort of it sort of stops all his circulation. So yeah, it wasn't a fun time for the lad, um, but you know you've got to suffer for your art. Anyway, in the group in the group room, it's like lots of electric goes off, and uh, in in the room the the room starts changing, and it's it's, it's hot. It's a hot room, um, and the walls start closing in, and there's a door, and then the female woman doctor, whose name I've not written down, uh, barges in and says, "What's going on here?" Um. And but Joey's in a coma. Poor Joey in a coma. And the doctor and Nancy are fired. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and then the doctor sees the nun in a tower. Ooh, nun in the tower. Um, to get up to the tower, he smashes a door. And then he goes up some stairs. In some dark, dark stairs. He finds a dark, dark room. Remember that, Funny Bones? Anyway. Good. I do. Yeah. Good. Dark, dark stairs, dark, dark street house. 
Uh, anyway, we get a bit of a story time um, where the nurse talks to um, the doctor about a young girl who was trapped in this particular ward that's been, um, what is it, aired off, um, shut down. Um, she got trapped in there over a weekend, I think, or something like that. And uh, unfortunately, she was um, raped hundreds of times. This whole facility was shut down in the 40s, wasn't it? Some sort of scandal? The young girl on the staff was accidentally locked in here over the holidays. The inmates kept her hidden for days. She was raped hundreds of times. When they found her, she was barely alive. And with child. That girl was Amanda Kruger. Her child, Freddie. The bastard son of a hundred maniacs. Um, Amanda Kruger, uh, that person's name was, and she was the, she calls him the bastard son of a hundred maniacs. Which isn't how no. biology works. No, that's not how biology it's Just the one maniac, actually. Yeah. Are you a doctor? Are you a doctor? Well, I think we've already established my medical credentials on this episode, so yes. <laughs> I, know about, I know all about tendons and making babies. Ooh, making babies. I need to put that on my business card, don't I? He's a Grey's Anatomy expert. I'd love that if you had a business card that says, I know all about tendons and making babies. <laughs> I'll, I'll knock it up in word art, make it like a Nightmare on the Street title card. Yeah, it'd be good, that. Uh, let's see. Do it. Anyway, she says to him, you need to find remains of Freddy's body and bury him in hollowed ground. But not like that. I don't know why I said it like, ooh. Nancy sat with Joey, uh, obviously in a coma, and she says, let him go, you bastard. And he writes, uh, and then Freddy writes a little slicey message on, um, on Joey's body that I think says, come and get him, you bitch, or something like that. Yeah, this is I, I, I didn't like this bit. It's like, um, so far, like every every week so far on this, we've we've moaned about like what are the rules with Freddie and whatnot. And this one had been really consistent up to this point. Because like everything he's done, it's just been in the dream and there's been no spillover to the outside world. Mm-hmm. And it's been great. But this one, it cuts him open. How come the kid being controlled like a marionette didn't get caught up in that dream. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, this is like that one little bit I was thinking, yes, they, suppose, they've, sucked, they've listened to me 30 years ago. I suppose the only thing you could say is that because he's in a coma, he's he's part of the world, the, the dream all the time, so Freddy can manipulate his body on the outside world, perhaps. I, I, well, I was... I was Gonna just hand wave it away as like Freddy decides what he's doing for this one, but which is fine. Um, yeah, so I'm not thinking too hard about it. So let's see. Uh, the doctor and Nancy, um, they're they're going to um, find out what happened to his body. They flushed it down the potty. We know that. Um, 
Remember that song? What happened to his body? They flushed it down the party. There you go. Um, a bar. They go to a bar, and hey, it's Nancy's dad. But he's not a he's not a, a cop anymore. He's a security boy. But he's a little bit drunk. Hiccup, he says, because he's drunk. Um, and then he says, um, oh, stop going on about Freddy Krueger all the time. You, he's dead, you know. And she goes, look, you know he isn't. You were there, dude. Um, at this point, going back to the hospital, Kirsten is bunged in the quiet room because she doesn't want to sleep. Don't let me sleep, she says. Um, but the female doctor, whose name I didn't write down, uh, he gets mad. She's mad. No, she's not mad. It's a different doctor who's mad. The other doctor whose name I didn't get he gets mad and uh, he says to um, Nancy's dad, show us where the fucking remains are, you prick. Um, but then they stop on the way for some holy water. Lovely. Uh, Nancy's back at the hospital. Um, and Lawrence Fishburne says, you can't come in unless you take this red pill. Um, but she don't want to... Um... <laughs> That's a lie. She doesn't say it. He doesn't say that. How <laughs> about some Matrix reference in it? I, I've, I've, oh my god! It, I'm just going to say it's late because that completely went past me. It's a Matrix reference in it. <laughs> I, I I get it now. Yeah, yeah. it's very clever, and I'm sorry that I I didn't no, appreciate it no, accordingly. No, it's fine. I love to explain my joke. Um, let's see. Um, look, can I say goodbye to the others? And he says, "Oh, go on, then you can do it." And they're all in the TV room. Um, and then, but going back to the Bones, Den Bones, it turns out that Den Bones are in a junkyard. Um, but then we go back and say, like, we've got to get in the dream. But let's stick together, okay? When we get in there, stick to fucking together, all right? Because we do not want to get split apart. Hmm, I wonder if that'll, uh, wonder if that'll work. Anyway, um, so she does the hypnosis again. And... She can hypnotize herself. I'm not sure about that one. Um, Kirsten finally falls asleep in the quiet room, but everybody's there. And we're all here, everyone. But it's a, Joey needs us. And the room, but the room becomes a bit stabby, a bit of a stabby room. Um, it's the padded room. So as it's getting stabbed, it all becomes like a bit snowy. And guess what? Everybody gets split up. Duh. And then we say, hey, the movie started again. This is redonkulous. What happened? And uh, the mother's there again. She's going, come on, you go to bed. I've got a bloke that I need to. And the bloke goes, hey, where's the bourbon? Biscuits, probably. Bourbon biscuits. Probably looking for the bourbon biscuit. Probably looking for the bourbon biscuits. And she says, I'll be right there. But then it fucking turns out to be Freddy. And he's like, I told you, where's that fucking bourbon? And then he chops the mum's head off. And the mum's going, you bitch, you ruin everything. But then Kirsten falls down some stairs. Boom, boom, boom. Ow! I thought you had gymnastic powers in your dreams. No. Um, now, where are we? Taryn. Ooh. She's in her back street. She's, she's dressed as her bad self. Get down with your bad self. Um, let's see. Oh, she's on her back street. She's got flick knives. She sees a homeless guy. Oh, and she thinks that homeless guy's not Freddy, and it isn't because Freddy's right behind her, and uh, she kind of kicks his ass a bit. <laughs> Whack! Thud! Bow! Um, 
by Batman. Uh, let's see. But then he goes, oh, I've got drug fingers because she's a drug addict. And uh, then the... What would they, what would they be called? Um, Syringes. No, yeah, but the marks on her arm where she's obviously injected. Oh, the uh, track marks. Track marks, there you go. They become... become This is all medical shit, I'm telling you. I'm basically a doctor. Yeah, you are. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. More of a doctor than me. Um, Let's see. But he... he, They become like sucky wounds and then he injects his... um, His... His... His finger... Finger drugs inside her and... And she dies, and he goes, oh, that was nice. Oh, that was lovely. Because he's Welsh instead. Oh, that was lovely. I enjoyed that. Um, it's been a rabbit. That's lovely. Oh, how are you feeling about them drugs inside you? Um, Tanya, you still with us? Yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for Dr. Matthew to uh, let us know the technical term for that. Finger drugs. Finger anything's a finger drug if you think they in your fingers. <laughs> Was that fingered rugs? We're not kink shaming on this podcast. I don't mind. Finger finger whatever rugs you want. Um oh wait a second. Uh anyway, so we cut to the magic dude. Magic dude. Um and but he's he's there and and um Freddy's like, oh, look, here's a scary wheelchair that you don't need in a dream. And then he says, have a feet, but it's a slicey wheelchair. But the kid goes, All right, look, I'm the fucking wizard master in here. And then he transforms into a vampire. I don't know. It's very vampiric, his costume. Anyway, so he starts shooting Freddy with magic, magic. But um, Freddy doesn't really give a shit and kills him. Um, and that's the truth on that one. Let's see, Nancy and Kirsten meet up and Kincaid smashes through a wall and he says, I'm here, don't worry, I smashed through a wall, which again, I thought to myself, I could smash through that wall. You know, I, <laughs> poorly placed planks of wood. <laughs> I don't know why I've got such a problem with his strength. Yeah, you seem to have your thing for him. Like, man can be strong. Yeah, but I wish I wish to get show showed him doing something really strong, not bending poor. In any of my tearing phone books in ass. Yeah, not pearly much. Yeah, exactly like Jeff Capes. I want to see him doing Jeff Capes level strength, whatever that was. Um, Should just cast Jeff Capes. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, he was already strong, or fat. I don't know. Both. Or both. Yeah, strong and fat. I like it. It's my sort of um, whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, then he says, come on, Kruger, I'm going to fight your ass. Um, but then a door appears and they open the door and, and they look down um, and it looks like it goes down to hell or something and they say, let's go down there. Alright. Let's go down there. Uh, it doesn't look safe down there. No. Come on. Anyway, so back to the junkyard. Um, they find Kruger's bones in an old catalogue. Catalogue. <laughs> Cadillac. An old Argos catalogue from 1984. My mind went to Little Woods. 
Oh. Um, okay. We got stuff to do. We need to do a funeral, bruv. Uh, let's see. Um, we go back to the dream world again. And it's a boiler room. And Joey's over a pit. And they say, let him go. And Freddy goes, okay, we'll let him go. So he starts sort of unlashing him. And we say, hey, that's not what I meant. Free him. But as we know, Freddy's a bit of a prick. Um, anyway, Nancy climbs to get him. And she gets him just in time. And Kirsten does a spinny kick. And Joey is rescued. And Nancy stabs Freddy. And he goes, oh, I heard so much because of the stabbing what you've done. And then he says, actually, it doesn't. Because I've got souls of children in my body. Nice effect, I thought. Yeah, it looked good. You really believe that he had children inside of him? Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but he's about terrible. to do a killing, and then he goes, huh? Me bones? There's something going on with me bones. And in the junkyard, the two guys are digging. Um, there's a big, big commotion, falling cars. Again, it's a bit sort of not quite sure what Freddy can do. But anyway, he, he gets himself inside his skeleton and sort of fights some people, fights them both. The dad says, fuck you, I'm going to kill you, and immediately gets taken out. Um, and then the doctor gets taken out as well. And then the the, bo the bones go, I won. And they cheer themselves. Um, back to the dream world. Um, Freddy's back. Oh, there's lots of Freddy's in mirrors. And they grab everyone. And Joey screams. Previously, Joey could not speak. And now he speaks. And he goes, ah! And he says, no. Anyway, all the mirrors smash. And he says, did I say that? And they go, yeah, yeah, well. Um, but phew, it's over. Um, whew, it's over. I'm not quite sure where they got the idea that it's over. Um, anyway, Ghost Dad comes along. Ghost Dad, and he hugs Nancy, and we say, "Oh, what a lovely moment!" Uh, but <laughs> it's Freddy. It turns out, and he stabs Nancy. Um, and we go, "Oh no, she's dead!" But then it turns out she's not dead, and she stabs Freddy with his own hand. Um, and the doctor manages to bury the bones um, and he covers them in holy water and Freddy explodes and now Nancy is dead and then Nancy, at Nancy's funeral the doctor's there uh, and he sees the nun again and then he follows her and he goes what the hell this nun was Amanda Kruger she was a ghost um, and then we see this we see that the doctor is sleeping and he's got that Elm Street model in his house. And the lights go on. And then that's the end of it. And that's the end of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. The Dream Warriors. Um, so. Thoughts. Who I'm wants to go first? Well, I'm interested, actually. Um, I'm going to fire this at you straight away, Matthew. I'm interested to know if this lived up to the expectation. Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah? Uh, I thought it, it gave us uh, a new dynamic again for it. Uh, to not, even less of a retread, I'd say. That we've got 
immediately from the off was set up with this team, uh, you know, this this group that uh, at the same time, you know, are going to come together, uh, but are also there to be picked off. I think that's, you know, it's really nice. Uh, and, you know, the ones that did get picked off, they're all thematic, they're all interesting, they all looked great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it was nice to see Freddie have a bit more fun with things as well. Yeah, yeah. So what would you what would you go in for then? Is it is it a creative psychopath? I I, I reckon it is. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Uh, I think in terms of as a film, uh, I think it, it's probably not as strong as the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say based just off the, the strength of the director, I think really. Uh, also, don't think that that Nancy's as as good a. Uh, it's not as good as a performance in this one either. No, that's true. She's not as um, endearing. I, she's true. not even as strong either. I, I, I feel not as um, you know, not like. Well, I, I don't know. She almost isn't scared of him still, though. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that one. The thing about this one for me is, while I was watching it, it feels more like a movie, I think, than the other two. Like. Um, if you, if that makes any sense, you know, like more like a a, a budgeted movie. Yeah, um, you can definitely see that they have the they have the, uh, the, the more resources for this one, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and I like um, again. I mean, it's not really spoilers ahead, but this this is this will this sort of sets up the franchise ahead. Really, this is a lot of them are going to be like this. It's he becomes more of a, like a pop culture icon from here. Um, but I really, I really like this film. I like that the kills are in the dream world and they are utilising his ability to do whatever he wants in the dream world. Um, and even though it's called the Dream Warriors, they're mostly useless. Um, but it's interesting. Well, I think, are they fighting dreaming at all? Because they're useless at that as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a great psychopath as well. I really I really enjoyed watching this again. Um, it moves at a reasonable pace as well. I thought, which was nice. Uh, there's no particular down moments. Um, Tanya, thoughts? Um, well, I'm always gonna be biased because I'm always gonna say it's a brilliant film. Um, <clears throat> definitely would say it's creative psychopath, obviously. Um, but I really like it. I like the beginning bit particularly because it's sort of like, oh, are they going to die? No, they're not. Are they going to die? No, they're not. And then the kills start, and it and it starts with a really good kill as well. It's mm. not just like half-assed. It's a really good kill, and then they just keep getting better. It's a bit of a theme, isn't it? Um, There's always a very part. strong opening scene in these films. Yeah, yeah. And every single one of them gets off on a really strong footing. Yeah, I think um, I think as well what happens in this movie that sort of carries over from the other two, and 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 I don't think carries on later on is that there actually aren't that many kills. Um, um, I suppose there are actually at least four in there, um, but two of them are sort of towards the back end, so it's not like he's picking them off. The, the last ones are a bit of a not a rush, but just sort of collected together. 
you know, it doesn't have that sort of slasher vibe of people slowly getting picked off. Um, but even so, it's still only four, I suppose five if you count the dad. Um, five's quite a lot of deaths in it. I'll, uh, I'll, I retract in the real world. I mean, I retract mm-hmm. that statement. I think it's just that I'm thinking about it from like a different slasher point of view. Like the first movie, not that many. How many die in the first one? Is it three? Um, it's always around that mark. Well, so far it has been anyway. Yeah. Whereas obviously Jason usually takes out about 12 people. <laughs> I mean, well, how, how many did Emma Thompson take out in I Am Legend? Like six billion. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's rookie numbers. Rookie numbers. Uh, yeah, so everybody's uh, given that a creative psychopath, which is fantastic. I'm pleased as punch about that. Um, I'm pleased that you enjoyed it, Matthew. I wasn't sure how you were going to be because people have been selling it to you. Um, that's That's never a good thing. <laughs> I think with these sorts of films, I think they're always kind of sold with with the caveat aren't they you know i don't think that the 80s horror films are really sold with the oh it's you know it's really scary because they, they you know films the age don't they and you know what scares people in the 80s is different than what scares people in you know 2022 hmm. so i think you know they're sold more on on being fun and, and creative. And I think it's much easier to live up to that, I think, of just having, you know, sold as that you're going to have a good time rather than you, it's like, oh, you, you're going to be terrified and have this transformative experience. Uh, mm. So it, it was, it, you know, it's pretty easy to live up to the, to the way it was sold. You know, it's not like one of those terrible Netflix movies that are always like, this is the scariest film ever. And then it's, you know, just yeah. some people in a room and a bad CGI ghost pops up behind them. No, you're right. These these ones are often sold as like a thrill ride, a thrill ride. Um, yeah. So let's see. Facebook. Um, Alistair said the best and worst thing that could happen to the series. They got the formula down and made a great movie with laughs and chills. Some of the best deaths, but the series would be. All would always be following this mold in the less enjoyable sequels. Um, eh. and that's obviously his opinion, which is I, I look often. forward to finding out. Hmm. Oh, let's see. Andy Seaman, Andy Seaman has written this film, and the staircase scene has me scarred for life. And I'm not quite sure what he means. The staircase scene, have I lost my mind? I don't remember any anything happening in particular. I mean, she jumps through a window into the house and falls down the stairs at one point, but I don't remember them being much in the, the way of staircases. Oh, weird. Unless it's the the marionette bit. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's what he means. And let's say, oh, Tanya, who's on this episode, has said, my favourite franchise and first horror film, smiley face. Do you now- stand by this, Tanya? No, I don't. I think it's terrible. No, absolutely stand by now, it always. And then it says, now just need my Freddie PJs, Mark. Yeah, which I still haven't got any Freddie PJs. I don't remember agreeing to that. Um, I think I think everybody remembers you agreeing to buy oh, me really? Freddie PJs. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what am I doing? I've lost my mind. Right, we're moving on. We're moving on. I, I keep forgetting to make horror sandwiches, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll make sandwiches more when, the, Look, when, we, these, when we get These are all fast. the same sandwich. They're all just whatever you'd like, whatever you dream yeah, of. Scary, what scary fucking sandwiches. Why have I drawn a dick? That's the sandwich. It's the big dick sandwich. The big dick sandwich. The big slicey dick sandwich. Oh, I don't know why I said slicey dick. Like bologna or bologna. Or it's, the, the, it's a dick, but it's the, the original that they were supposed to use for Freddy as a snake. Yeah, big big dick sandwich. Uh, my favourite porn star. Uh, let's see. So what are we doing? What what's What's next? So we need to find out how Freddy's going to get Tanya. Yes, that's what we need to find out. Weirdest dream and how Freddy's going to get you. How exactly is Freddy going to get you? Um, Poison cream cake? <laughs> I mean, that's how we're going to get it. <laughs> you're not meant to, you know you're not meant to tell me. Um, it's meant to be a surprise. I don't know. How would Freddie get me? Laziness. My absolute laziness. So what you're telling me is that um, he stabs you with his with his knife hand. Because I'm too lazy He tells you, to I'm going to be in this place at this time. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't. Just don't, I'm don't gonna forget. You know, I'm not going to chase you, but you, know, you don't need to worry about it. If you know, Just don't be there on that day. I'm, I'm there for someone else. You'll be fine. And then you just... You just didn't bother thinking about it and you know you were there and you showed up. I just forgot I mosied along that was it just told you not to be here and then I'm dead now here's what's going to happen to you right um I think that you you might get a Freddy tattoo at some point and if you do it's gonna come alive and slice you to bits oh my Freddy yeah. tattoo yeah there you go <sighs> I think that's a good one. Fine. My Freddy tattoo's got to slice go. me. There you go. What a treat. Whoa. And make it look like a suicide. There we oh, go. Oh, yes. Lovely. That? Well done. Well done, your Freddy tattoo. And well done for me for coming up with such an original idea. How clever am I? Very clever. But extremely clever. Is it only going to work under UV lights, though? Uh, no, it's only going to work when you're asleep. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Freddy thing. So yes, that? if you're sleeping under UV lights, and yes, if you're not sleeping yeah. under UV lights, and you and just yes, if you take LSD, and don't don't sleep under UV lights. It's bad for your skin. Doctor Matthew strikes again. Doctor Matthew. Matthew strikes again. That's, that's going to be his new name now. Doctor Matthew explains everything. Like Clarissa explains it all. Exactly. <laughs> That was a deep dive. Right, okay, so um, best sleepover movie. Does it have to be a horror movie or can it just be Do you know what? Any movie is fine by me. Yeah. Any movie. I'm going to go completely off the genre, but Beauty and the Beast, I really, really think that that's a brilliant sleepover movie. You may be alone in that one, I think. <laughs> well, that's fine. It's my sleepover movie. It's my sleepover. So 
That's what everybody's watching tonight. Girl as old as time. <laughs> Song as old as rain. Uh, I think that's how that goes. It is. Yeah, you see, we, we love it. But if you think about it, Beauty and the Beast could be changed into a horror movie anyway. So, because it's quite gothic. And he is a, a big bear wolf man thing. <laughs> and, so, a, and a live candle. Big bear wolf man thing. Yeah, there's, there's ample opportunity for rampage there. Yeah, beautiful. And a wardrobe that jumps on people. Is and that a copyright? Them. Can that be made into a horror film like that Winnie the Pooh one? Oh, I can't wait for that. Is that Winnie the Pooh yeah. one real? Mm-hmm. Really? I thought it was just some random crap on the no, internet. No, it's, it's a real movie. It just, it, I don't know when it came out of copyright, but it wasn't that long ago. Um, and the only thing they have to steer away from is any of the Disney tropes. That's fun. Um, I'm quite looking forward. It looks pretty brutal. Looking forward to that. Uh, have you got another choice for a sleepover movie near you? I reckon Malignant would be great fun at a sleepover. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good fun. You could rip the piss out of it. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Backwards John Wick. I love it. We see malignant, Tanya. I haven't. No, I haven't it. seen it's it. Absolutely stupid. Um, it's fantastic. Stupid, good, stupid, or stupid, bad. Stupid. Stu- I would say it's stupid, bad, stupid, but it's so it's so bad, in a good stupid, way that it's fantastic. You, All right. Okay. Would you I'll agree with that, Matthew? <laughs> I'm saying stupid, <laughs> glorious, stupid. <laughs> Right, well, I am going to choose Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, it's a good, fun horror movie um, with clowns that turn people into candy floss. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, you really should. It's got some absolutely bizarre kills in it. Um, I, I highly recommend that movie. Um, and I think it's just good fun. Good fun for a sleepover. Right, well, there you go. We've done it. We got there. We finished podcasting for for another for another night. We're tired. We've got our pajamas on. We've climbed into our sleeping bags. Well, mums have told us to stop chatting. Stop chatting you a lot now. It's time for bed. So we're gonna go. I think. Um, let's sleep over. Let's sleep over. Let's call it a night. The, the sleepover club. Yeah, the sleepover club is over. Mid noughties um, Australian kids shows. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Good night, everybody. All right. Sweet dreams. Say bye, Tanya. Thank bye. You. bye, Tanya. <laughs> bye. <laughs> lovely, 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 lovely. <laughs>